You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now into a live service. In John 6, Jesus had a multitude following him, and he wanted to feed them. He lifted up his eyes, saw this great company, and he wanted to give them food to eat. And so he says to Philip, this is very important. He said, what are we going to do? How can we buy bread that these can eat? Now the Bible says, you read on, he said it to prove him. Because he, that is Jesus, already knew how he was going to release the increase of blessing to feed the thousands. Are you hearing me? But see, here's the thing. He wants us to know how to release the spirit of increase. God already knows he's more than enough. God already knows that he has the cattle on a thousand hill. God already knows that the earth is his. And uh, thank God the fullness thereof. It's not God that needs the knowledge. It's us that follow after Jesus. Jesus already knew what he was going to do. But he said it to cause Philip to expand his spirit. To receive the next big thing that he had for him. Well, Philip answered him. He said, well, you know, 200 penny worth. You see, that's the board's decision. That's business people's decision. They immediately go to the bottom line. Oh, we need X amount of dollars to do this. Let me tell you something. I went around the world without a credit card and any money and preached the gospel in many nations before I came home. And I came home with more money than I left. I found out the bottom line is not money. The bottom line is obeying what God calls you to do. If God told you to do it, the provision is in the doing thereof are you hearing me if God tells you to do it then the greater increase is in following the mind the will and the instruction of the Lord hallelujah I said hallelujah I went around the world when I was 31 years old I didn't have credit cards. Nobody trusts me with one. I went to uh, Montgomery Wars. We used to call it Monkey Wars. They wouldn't even give me a credit card. Are you hearing me? Everybody could get a credit card from them, but not the preacher. And so when it was time to go, I didn't even have cash. I just got on the uh, plane in Norfolk, flew up to uh, New York City to the airport to go to India. And when I was sitting there, an Indian gentleman sat down next to me. He said, what do you do? I said, I preach the word of God. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I just did. I I guess I didn't even care when I was young. Amen. I just tell people like it was. (laughs) And he said, that sounds wonderful. I said, it's great. I'm going to pray for the people in India and God's going to heal them. When I said that, he started crying. He said, you're going to leave this great country and come to my country and pray for my people? I said, yes. Well, he said, then you need rupee. I didn't know what rupee was. I didn't know if it was a disease. I didn't know if it was his little brother. He said, you need rupee. I said, what's rupee? He said, money. I understood money. He reached in his pocket and started taking rupee out and putting it in my pocket, loaded me up. He said, I must buy you something to eat. He, and airport restaurants aren't cheap. He took me and he bought me a steak with a, a sliced apple ring on top of it. He bought me a baked potato. He bought me anything I wanted, dessert, drink. He said, if you're going to pray for my people, you must have food. And he bought me a steak dinner in New York City. Are you hearing me? I hadn't even preached my first message but I thank God for provision if we could just get a hold of this truth that if 
we thank God, you could turn the economy of this nation around and the nations of the world. Are you hearing me? Because it's not based upon uh, five little fat guys in Washington, D.C. sitting in the Federal Reserve. Are you hearing me? They look like they're doing all right. They haven't missed very many meals. No, it's not based on the decision of one or two or three or four people for the whole nation. It's based upon what the church does in building up the spirit of praise over the nation. Are you hearing me? If you'll praise God, God will turn America around. If you'll praise God, you're the salt of the earth. Ah, hallelujah. It keeps the thing from being corrupted. You are anointed to break the spirit of the devil off your family, off your children, off this nation. You need to thank God. The increased blessing is on the other side of your thanksgiving. Can you say amen? I got on the plane and a fellow sat down next to me and he said, uh, where are you going? I said, well, the first stop is Bombay. Oh, you're coming to India. I said, yes, that's why I'm on Air India. Amen. And he said, I'm from India. What are you going to do? Told him the same thing I told the guy in the airport. He starts crying. Something about the anointing, it'll bring tears to the eyes of the sinner. Amen. They feel the anointing. Are you hearing me? They feel the power of God. We need to be stronger in our witness. And we need to be stronger in talking about the things of God. Oh, hallelujah. This is when God opened up India to us. Now, we're on 350 cities and television, preaching every single day of the week in India on Miracle Net. Are you hearing me? But in those days, nobody knew my name. I had no money for television. I had no money to preach the gospel to nations. But the anointing of God brought me into a place of increased blessing. Hallelujah. I started thanking God over the Atlantic. And he said, what are you doing, brother? What are you doing? I said, I'm praising God. I'm praising God. We're going to have a meeting in India. And when we started to get off the plane in Bombay, he said, I must give you rupee. I knew what rupee was. His brother that I don't even know if he knew was the brother. Amen. It already blessed me. And so he started giving me rupee. I said, thank you for the rupee. Thank you for the rupee. When I went through customs, I didn't know you had to pay a tax to come into India. And the guy said to me, you must pay so much rupee. I reached in my pocket and I just started stuffing it on the, on, on the desk. I just started piling it up. And I said, tell me when I have enough. I have a feeling there was enough that he took some. Amen. But I just kept laying the rupee until he stamped my passport and stamped my ticket. Let me tell you something. I didn't even know I needed money to get in the country, but the Holy Ghost leads us perfectly. He led me to two men that had rupee. I didn't even know what rupee was. Are you hearing me? But when you walk by faith and not by sight, God will pay the bills. The increase is on you. You don't have to worry about the economy. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about what you're going to wear or what you're going to eat. Your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things and he careth for you. If his eyes on the sparrow, if he watches over the lily of the field, how much more shall your heavenly Father watch over you? Hallelujah. Jesus already knew what he would do. Everybody say Jesus knew what he would do. And so the Bible says, uh, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said, hey, there's a lad here. He has five barley loaves, two small fishes, but what are they among so many? You see, it's possible to get a little glimpse into the realm of God's supernatural provision, but not understand what you're seeing. 
You see through a glass darkly. You prophesy in part, you know in part. You see, if God gave you all the knowledge and all the vision, then you wouldn't have to walk by faith because you'd already see it, know what you're supposed to do, and just do what you were seeing. But God gives you enough. I call it bait on the hook. He gives you enough. It brings you out here on a Sunday morning, and it sends you through the week with the fire of God operating in you. Amen. Because if you'll take what he gives you, little is much when God is in it. Someone said, but I don't have anything. If you let God take what you have, he'll turn it into what you need. If you let God take what you have, he'll turn it into what you need. I, I kind of quizzed the pastor last night, but I heard the Holy Ghost say before I came, speak that the debt-free anointing is working in this church and house, and it's working in your house. I prophesy to you that God is going to supernaturally, in a quick fashion, bring this place out of debt and bling and <laughs> and bring your house out of debt. I'm telling you there is a working of God in this last hour that the devil's not going to have the upper hand. But God who is God shall lift you up above the shadow, shall lift you up above the thing that the devil tells you is a pit that you're stuck in, but you're coming out of the pit. He said, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, hallelujah, release, release, and God will give you the better and you say amen but what are these among so many and Jesus said make the men sit down <laughs> there was much grass in the place so the men sat down in number about 5,000 now notice this and Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks talking about thankfulness the key to increase thankfulness is the key to increase and when he had given thanks now he's got thousands he has to feed Five barley loaves, two little small fish, thousands to feed. But you see, it didn't worry Jesus. The Bible says he already knew what he was going to do. Revelation knowledge comes in your thanksgiving. Some of you didn't get it. Some will get it on the way home. The revelation of what you're going to do comes in your thanksgiving. And he gave thanks. Everybody say, Jesus gave thanks. Say, Jesus gave thanks. And when he gave thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. When they were filled, everybody say, they were filled. By the thousands they were filled. He said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above, over and above unto them that had eaten. And so when you thank God, the spirit of multiplication comes upon your praying and thanksgiving. I told you I proved this for myself when all I had was a shrunken meatloaf. God filled two shopping carts with uh, every provision that I could have, not only for that whole month. There was stuff left over when my mom and dad came home. You and I are in a position where God can lift us into a different level 
by our thanksgiving, by being thankful. Some people lose the victory. They get upset, get mad at God, blame God, blame the pastor, blame folks around them. But the key is to thank God for what you have. Thank God for where you're at because as you thank him, then the position of promotion begins to operate and where you're at is not where you're going to finish. Where you start is not where you're going to end up. And so you thank God. I intend to thank him all the way to heaven. Hallelujah. As my father lay on that bed, he he began to thank God. Hallelujah. He saw angels. He saw his parents. He began to thank God. Woo! Hallelujah. If I live and I will, unless Jesus comes, I intend to be a thankful preacher. Hallelujah. I thank God for my cowboy boots I got on my feet. Some folks don't like them. That's their problem. Not my problem. Amen. I thank God for the car I drive. I thank God I got the best wife in the world. I thank God she learned how to cook after 36 years. Amen. I thank Thank God for everything. Hallelujah. She used to offer up burnt offerings, grilled cheese, smoking. Amen. But now she got all kinds of deals she puts together. She's from the north, but I got her where she can cook ribs and make turnip greens and cornbread. I made her make the cornbread till it was cornbread. Amen. And now she likes it better than I do. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. Things change and God changes them for the better. Are you hearing me? You need to shake yourself and say, you lying devil, don't tell Tell me my family won't be saved. Don't tell me I'm going to lack. Don't tell me that I'm going to go through life without. But begin to thank God. I thank God for the next blessing. I thank God for the added blessing. I thank God that on the other side of thanksgiving is the increase I've been waiting on. Hallelujah. You thank him whether you feel like it or not. You thank him whether you see it with your eyes or not. You thank him because you know that God who is God is always faithful. He said he never leave you. He said he'd never forsake you. He said I'll be with you always. Even under the end of the world, you need to stir yourself and declare the God I serve. The God I serve is taking care of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive radio network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give. You can sow a gift today to help us.